the iPhone would not be the iPhone if it didn't have great design. And there's no reason why that can't translate into consumer products as well. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with John Piney, the founder of Frisca, a new brand in the CPG world that's going to be awesome to learn about. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate you having me on. So I want to get straight into talking about Frisca. As a new brand, it's one that people might not be very familiar with yet, but that's soon going to change. Can you tell us a little bit about Frisca and how you got started? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It, it, it is a new brand, and, and Frisca was founded first and foremost by my belief that supplements, as they continue to increase in popularity, should be founded on the principle of they have to work. And as a retail executive at Target for 15 years, you know, you see a lot of great products come, and the one consistent through line is the products that worked are the products that sold the best. And we wanted to have a great connection with today's consumer that is increasingly focused on proactive wellness. And our belief at Frisca is that if you want better wellness, there's no better place to start than in gut health. Better gut health equals better overall health. So getting that at the forefront and making it easy for consumers to understand was really critically important to what we did at the launch of the brand. And as you mentioned, it is unique in today's environment of trying to launch a brand with a number of extenuating circumstances, not the least of which being the, the global pandemic of COVID. So retailer traffic has changed, which has had us pivot our strategy a little bit and really hit that social media hard. And then once we get better traction on that, we'll continue targeting and, and increasing that voice to the consumer. There's a lot of interesting stuff there I want to kind of double click on, but let's start with the one mention that you said of you spent 15 years at Target. What's it been like making the leap from being on the retailer side to being on the CPG brand side? It's been really, a, would say, pure oxygen. The pace has been considerably different, but working in that retailer set, you know, innovation is really core to what Target was all about, and that was what was of most interest to me. And ultimately, what, what ended up making me take the leap was that desire to want to be able to innovate, move quickly, capitalize on, on the trends of today's consumer and what they want out of their wellness journey. So there's a little bit more similarity than might be at, at face value. Of At the end of the day, the retailers want things to be easy for their consumers and at Frisco, one of our core tenants is to try to make things easy for our consumer, of making it very understandable for how they can approach the products and how the Frisco supplements will fit into their daily prototype. Similar to the way that retail consumers are changing with things like click and collect, trying to make it easier, we also wanted to make it easier. So there are, are probably more similarities than might be at face value. In taking that insight, of ease and simplicity was core to the first 10 products that we launched at Frisca being all condition specific. Nightly reboot, you can see that and, and understand right away that it's going to help you get a better night's sleep and it's going to help you restore your gut health overnight. Women's and men's daily are things that can easily be understood of these are products for a women and these are products for men. And I take them on a daily basis with the food that I eat to get more out of 
of what it is that I'm eating via the digestive enzymes in each product. As you launched this business, you, you had to go and formulate these great, you know, 10 different SKUs in the lineups. What did that process look like of going out and figuring out the formulation and how to build each of those 10 products? Yeah, the journey for me really started with a personal issue that I had from a, a medical condition standpoint where there was an issue that I had where my body wasn't producing digestive enzymes in the way that it should. And that started me down a rabbit hole of trying to understand the role of enzymes and what they do. While many people might be very familiar with probiotics and, and vitamins, certainly vitamins, digestive enzymes are more unknown. And to put it short, they help your body break down the food that you eat and turn that food into bioavailable energy. So I underwent some personal research and then kind of canvassed the formulator and manufacturing landscape and met up with a PhD in the space that helped really round out the formulations. Um, and each of the enzymes contain what we call the Frisca proprietary blend that is PAL. P is for protease. It helps you hydrolyze and metabolize the proteins that you eat. A is for amylase, and amylase goes after carbohydrates. And then L is for lipase, which helps hydrolyze and metabolize fats. So largely the food that we eat consists of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And what Frisca does is help your body break those things down and turn them into bioavailable energy. So we started with that. The second core tenant of three was that clinically proven probiotic. So again, going back to what I said at the top, we were all about generating products that worked at Frisca. So we weren't willing to take any commoditized probiotic strains. We went after a clinically proven spore-forming probiotic that we knew our consumer would be able to feel. And then as kind of the third tenant, that cherry on top, we went after those condition-specific vitamins to ensure that not only were we giving great gut health, which helps overall health in each of the formulations, but had an additional botanical lens on that as well. Immunity Boost, for instance, has that great gut health formula, but then is complemented by echinacea, elderberry, vitamin C, and zinc, which is obviously very top of mind for today's consumer. And we anticipate that Immunity Boost will be one of our top sellers. So when you look at that, you know the, the concept of gut health is one that's really been gaining a lot of steam over the last few years. How do you expect people to engage with the current lineup of products, both you know that first product, but then just the multiple lineups uh, throughout the day? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the understanding of gut health has really been, you know, an, an avalanche of consumer awareness of the role of gut health. Couple that with the fact that people aren't sleeping well, people are stressed out, uh, immune health being top of mind. And I should call out with that, that, you know, depending on the research that you look at, about 70 to 80% of the immune cells in your body reside in your gut. So we wanted to start with that fact and then hit those other need states of, I want to sleep better. So for Nightly Reboot, we, we helped with some botanical sleep aids. Energy boost, people want to have more energy. We didn't want to give them the refined caffeine that they're used to. We instead went after organic sourced, pure organic caffeine from uh, green coffee extract. And then really helping the, the gut health element is the cherry on top. But in many times, the gut health aisle can be very clinical, 
intimidating, hard to shop. I mean, there was kind of this arms race of how many billion CFU can we fit into a probiotic capsule? When I mentioned, we have a clinically proven probiotic that those clinical results are off of a dose of 1 billion CFU. And we really tried to pivot away from that notion of more CFU is better and make it approachable and, and empathetic and create a brand that people can really see as an extension of themselves. Because we do feel that great design is important to having great products. And we knew we did a great job with the formulation, so we wanted that to echo throughout the entire brand aesthetic. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So I want to double click on that a little bit more. With your background, you're somebody that's met with hundreds, if not thousands of brands. So what lessons did you take that inspired Friska and how can other entrepreneurs do the same? Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting meeting with a number of brands and candidly helping a number of brands launch to the world. And it was something that, again, came back to a few core tenants. First and foremost, you have to have great product. And that was critically important as we built Friska. And being a student of brand building over the last 15 years, it was all about getting those high quality ingredients and also finding retail partners. So we launched Friska at both Whole Foods and CBS. CBS has a great program called Tested to be Trusted, where they have third-party validation and verification of all the ingredients that you have. I think everybody's well aware of the, I call it the gauntlet of Whole Foods Quality Assurance Program. We specifically went after those two retailers because with the high quality that we wanted, we wanted to get credit for that. And we feel like shelf space at those two retailers really helps discuss that, that quality. So quality is critically important. Also mentioned earlier, it has to be easy. So instead of having that intimidating, confusing scientific approach that you see in the gut health aisle, we wanted it to be a little bit easier and avoid the confusing jargon and industry lingo. So we used that naming convention to help the consumer understand how to use it in their daily prototype. And then last, but certainly not least, we had this great product it was critically important for us to also get a distinctive design at shelf. To underscore the quality of the capsules, we wanted to make sure they were housed in a glass bottle and not in a plastic bottle because glass bottles have that impermeable wall and really helps the consistency and quality of the product, but it could break. So we housed it in a protective recyclable paper tube and we used that tube as the real estate to really convey the premium nature of the brand to have that clear nomenclature of each item for the consumer to know how they can use it and for consumers to be able to see that brand as an extension of their personality. You know, I like to say that the iPhone would not be the iPhone if it didn't have great design. And there's no reason why that can't translate into consumer products as well. 
With that, you mentioned you know, Whole Foods and CVS. It was important to launch with those uh, retailers. When did you start approaching them in the journey? You know, between formulation and branding and packaging, you had a ton of different moving parts. So where did you start the retailer engagement? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it was kind of like breathing pure oxygen of going from a, a Fortune 50 company that even though they're very fast moving, was still obviously slower than than what I would like to do. So I did a lot of heavy lifting, you know, throughout April and May of last year and really honed the pitch, worked with a number of people that were very willing to, to dedicate their time, the connections and the network that I established over time and started that pitch really in the July timeframe. And there was actually a trade show, NACDS Total Store Expo, which was in August of last year out in Boston. And that's where I had my first conversation with CVS. Um, and again, we were still working with really early rough prototypes at that point, but was fortunate to, to meet with a retailer that saw the vision of the brand and also saw some of the same challenges that I did of this is a confusing, intimidating space and we're willing to make the leap to say, we think you're onto something here. And we think that, that our consumer could benefit from how clear this is, how different it is at shelf, you know, and have really invested in, in that, the, the shelf space, because we do think it's going to be extremely incremental to the category. You know, we, we aren't trying to take anyone's share. There's a lot of great products that are out there that I have a ton of respect for, but we feel like this can bring new users into the category and really help make the pie bigger. That's wonderful. So you, know, you talked about the challenging times that we're living as you launch this product. What's been the challenges and maybe the opportunities of launching the brand during a pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the challenges are, are pretty obvious of retail traffic has been, has been hit pretty well. You have stores that are closed across the country and you have stores that, you know, like CVS and Whole Foods will likely weather the storm, but are doing so with much less foot traffic than they're used to. So the overall foot traffic is certainly one component. Layer on top of that, just the fact that shoppers are entering these stores with masks on, they're likely very specific in what they are trying to achieve. They have a list. They want to get in, get out, and maintain their distance. So they're not probably browsing for new items in the same way that they otherwise would have. So we really have turned up the dial on our social media engagements, trying to help drive that traffic and really educate as much as we can out of the store. Because as discerning as the Frisca consumer is, it is still, you know, it's, it's product that's new. Digestive enzymes don't have the household awareness of probiotics. And even probiotics don't have the household awareness of something like a multivitamin. So we're doing a lot to try to educate and try to cut through the clutter, which certainly is, is a challenge, but one that we're up to. And then the second half of your question of what has been some upside because of COVID and the impact that it has, I think people are more acutely aware now than ever of the importance of strong immunity and good proactive wellness habits. And like I said, all 10 of the initial Frisca formulations have the ability to boost your immune system. That's a claim that we can make with the formulations that we have but then offer a little bit more than that. So it can help people in, in multiple facets of their life achieve better health. So we're, we're hopeful that as we get out on shelf and as we continue to gain momentum, that people understand. And, and again, this is a product you can feel work. You could take a multivitamin for 20 years and, and never really be able to tell whether or not it had an impact. 
where the formulas that we have, particularly if you haven't been on enzymes or, or, or probiotics, you will feel them working. You might have a little rumble in your belly for the first seven to 10 days, but the energy's there, there's less bloating, less gas. Again, there might be some, some ramp up to that, but you really start to feel the impact of how these are turning that food that you're eating into bioavailable energy and seeing the results. So with all your background, you know, on the retail side, now on the brand side and the changes we're seeing coming from pandemic, what do you think we're going to see in the world of retail and omnichannel over the next, you know, not just six months, but the coming years because of the changing consumer behaviors of today? It's interesting that you mentioned that, Dave, because I was actually part of a retail forum out at, at Harvard called the Future Commerce Initiative back in February. And this was literally on the eve of, of COVID really hitting the U.S. And it was a two-day session about the future of retail and where will things be five years from now. And I have to admit that many people in the room were somewhat skeptical of, of will this really happen in five years? And I'm not sure if it can happen. And if you look at the impact that COVID has had, I think it's accelerated almost beyond that five years. Like we we made five years of progress in terms of digital penetration and the importance of a strong digital footprint really in 10 weeks of, you know, again, I'm looking at secondhand data at this point because I'm not plugged into to the retail ar architecture the way I used to be. But everything that I can see is that digital adoption has absolutely gone through the roof in the last two and a half months and really has taken years off of the, the adoption curve. So if there were any remaining naysayers of, you know, digital's not that important or it's not going to be here for long, you know, clearly they've been proven wrong. And I think the, the retailers and brands that will come out successful on the other side of this really do have a best-in-class strategy of click and collect, understanding the importance of connecting brick and mortar to a brand experience, to a brick and mortar presence. Because people don't care where they are getting their products as much as they used to. They know what they want and they want it now. And as a brand, it's important for us to have that great brick and mortar presence, but also have that great digital footprint because that's where people are increasingly being exposed to these new brands. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about that exposure to the new brands. Because one of the barriers for e-commerce historically has been it's been a great buying tool but not a great shopping tool. And, you know, in retail, we use that word shopping very specifically because it is about discovery and, you know, finding new things, et cetera. How do you think brands can really drive that behavior to get more shopping online, get more discovery, and then be able to win in the, you know, the click and collect, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, from a direct standpoint, there's a lot being stood up, Facebook and, and through the Facebook platform as well as Instagram now have that built-in shop functionality for, for established companies that clearly helps bridge that gap. But having a really clear call to action of understanding where your consumer is. So again, our, our consumer isn't that, you know, just the 2% wellness warriors. We really are a more approachable brand that can hit kind of the next two or three tiers down of people that are health conscious or deciding to change health habits. And it's understanding where they are showing up. How do you get the right social media platforms? I think you know, everyone right now is trying to figure out how do we try to identify TikTok and, and utilize that platform when the reality is, is TikTok is built to be organic and, and not be as corporate and try to figure out what those new nuggets are. So 
Is it actually taking a part of your strategy and say, hey, we want to have a platform that can help get our products in an organic way into the, the TikTok ecosystem or understanding all of the new platforms that seem to be exponentially increasing as time goes on and being as adaptable and as flexible and quick as you can be to capitalize on those trends. Awesome. Well, it's been wonderful to learn a little bit more about the Frisca journey. If somebody wants to learn more about you, what's the best way to go first off, find about the product and then go buy the product? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it is available nationwide at CVS and at Whole Foods. And we also have direct to commerce off of our website, which is www.getfrisca.com. That's G-E-T-F-R-I-S-K-A.com. And then I didn't mention this nugget, but almost 60% of product searches in this category start on Amazon. So we also have a great Amazon platform and are very excited to be partnering with Amazon. So you, you can search Frisca in the Amazon search bar, F-R-I-S-K-A, and it will take you right to our product listings. Awesome. Well, John, thank you again for sitting down and love what you're building with the brand. Thank you, Dave. It's, it's been great, and uh, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.